0: Listen to the DRADCAST, episode 82, a special guest, Corey Miller of iThemes. This episode of the DRADCAST is brought to you by Pagely, the original WordPress managed host. If you need a solid WordPress host, go check out pagely.com, they will hook you up. Get ready for the DRADcast.
1: Your favorite nerds.
0: Brad Williams and Dre Armada bring you high-octane conversations with new guests every week. Covering the latest news, insight on recent events, and interviews with tech titans. Pour yourself a quality cocktail. What
2: kind of software? DRAD. Sit back and chill. Because the DRADcast starts now. now. All right, Dre, we are back, baby. My brother, it is good to be talking to you. How's it going?
0: It is awesome. I'm, I couldn't be more excited to be back. It's been, it's been roughly about six months since we've been on the air, and we are, we are coming back with a lot of changes, a lot of cool stuff. But I gotta tell you, Dre, I got one song that's been stuck in my head. Uh oh. And I think I need to play it.
2: Play. What's up the dread uh-huh. is back that's right you know so is an email from eminem's publisher with a lawsuit um <laughs> this is not good oh
0: our first episode back and i'm glad to cut that out that's all right we've done it in the past
2: we, we got bigger I- fish to fry Bigger fish to fry indeed, and we've got a lot of changes uh, happening here to the show, but I'm excited to be back for season three, man. It's been, um, we just talked about it briefly uh, before this show. Uh, We kicked this off with episode one, I forget the date, but the beginning of January of 2013. Yeah, January 24th of uh, 2013. In fact, our host of that show
0: is our host today, which we will get to uh, Mr. Corey Miller in just a minute, but you mentioned the changes in the show, why don't we talk about that? Because I think... Um, obviously, anybody listening to the show right now is gonna gonna notice the immediate change, is that you can't see our our beautiful smiling faces.
2: I mean, the best looking podcast definitely uh, on the internet Hands today, but uh, definitely the hairiest. T- de- well, uh, not, not well in some places more than others. But we don't need- <laughs> we don't need We're not gonna idea. get to that. <laughs> and that is not why we are an explicit podcast. But so
0: we got rid of video. No yep. more no more video. We're doing straight audio. Google Hangouts fun, and we might do some special videos here and there, special episodes maybe. Um, But there were just a lot of challenges with video, bandwidth considerations. Honestly, I think Google Hangout has gotten worse over the years somehow. Um, It just became very unreliable the last few months of of us hosting uh, the show. And so we decided, you know what, let's just go back to our roots. Let's just do some uh, straight-up audio podcasts, some MP3s, all the goodness. Um, And and, uh, that way we really don't have to do our hair or get dressed or anything. So that's going to be the most obvious thing I think people are going to notice.
2: Reliability and it works, right? Uh, it's been proven, and we're we're heading back to the roots of uh, podcasting there, and see we'll see how it goes. Absolutely, we're also no longer going to be live streaming
0: the show. Again, we might have some special episodes here or there, but for the most part, we will not be live streaming. So we're doing pre-recording, um, and a couple of things that allow us to um, schedule these uh, the podcast a little bit better. We had some challenges getting uh, hosts on from overseas because obviously, doing a show in the evening in the U.S. was 2, 3, 4 a.m. local for people in Europe or or uh, anywhere uh, basically not in the U.S. and or in the northern northern uh, North America, South America area. Uh, so it's a challenge, you know. We want to kind of have uh, people from all over the world on, but now we can be very flexible with our recording schedule. Um, but it'll also be a more consistent release. So we'll be releasing new episodes every Thursday morning. You can look for those. Subscribe to iTunes, you'll get those automatically, or you'll be able to pull those up on our site at dradcast.com
2: yeah we wanted it to be more of a dialogue right more of a kind of open forum we 've opened up uh, some of the discussion points beyond just uh, WordPress, but sticking to that kind of um, uh, background uh, in, in web and tech that you and i have it's exciting to talk about that allows us to bring in uh, you know a lot of uh, meaningful hosts from around the internet that, uh, you know and and have that dialogue versus kind of intro monologue that we were having uh, that uh, guest being the the host of the show uh, we have more of a uh, I don't know, exciting conversation, if you will.
0: Absolutely, we've done the the host interviews were awesome. We learned a lot of cool things, um, but uh, we kind of want to get back to the uh, uh, really the roots of where we started, which were kind of not only doing a, a, a little interview, but also kind of getting into those topics, getting you know really smart people's opinions and ideas on pretty interesting and relevant topics. Um, we also got rid of the monologue, so no more monologue. So it's a little bit less pressure on our hosts. They don't have to come prepared with very much. the monologues were fun i gotta admit i like the monologues i think a lot of people had fun with it um i wouldn't be surprised if if that comes back in some iteration or another down the road but for now um we've uh we went ahead and retired that i love it Yep. we also have sponsors now so if you're interested in sponsoring the show definitely hit us up you can email us sponsors at dragcast.com we have some different sponsor uh packages available uh, but we're kind of getting back to sponsors, which is great. It lets us highlight some really cool services and products that are out there um, that you will hopefully be interested in.
2: Same token, if you're interested in hosting and becoming part of the show for, for an episode, uh, hit us at host at dragcast.com. We're going to be doing a lot of, um, uh, you know, if you go back to what we were doing with pressing topics, we're really focusing in that direction versus uh, host interview, interviews, which I'm sure at in some instances we'll still have some of those interviews, uh, but we're we're really Uh, focusing on all the topics that come up during the show uh, versus the interviews.
0: Yeah, speaking of those topics, we uh, traditionally we've always been a WordPress-focused podcast, um, and we still will have a pretty heavy WordPress influence on the show. However, we're going to start expanding a bit in some of those topics and and bringing in just interesting topics in the tech and web scene that interest us and we think would interest you. Now, there will still be plenty of WordPress, don't get me wrong, um, but there will be some things that are not WordPress that we think are very interesting. and will be fun to talk about and get and get our hosts involved in those conver- in those topics and conversations. And the we have show. a few rotating show segments, which we're not going to tell you too much about. But uh, as they come up, there'll be some different segments we do each week. Maybe we do them, maybe we don't. Maybe we do something new, maybe we don't. You know, you just have to stay tuned and see what those rotating show segments are. And I think we might have one a little bit later in the show. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, so a couple uh, things, a couple pieces of house cleaning. Uh, We mentioned sponsors. Go ahead and email us, sponsors at com If you want to host, we've had a lot of hosts. This is episode 82. We've had some repeat hosts. Um, We have a lot of people that we like to host that have not hosted. If you want to host, hit us up, host at dradcast.com, ping us on Twitter, shoot us an email. Uh, We'll get you scheduled up, get you on the show. Again, we're going to be doing it every week, and we can do very uh, flexible uh, podcast recordings so we can make sure it works with your schedule. Um, and we also have a really stupid video that you need to go watch. Um, if you have not seen this, <laughs> I don't know a, if
2: it's stupid. It's creepy as all hell, but it
0: creepy, uh, silly, interesting. Um, it's it's, it's a bit of a teaser for the new season. But if you haven't seen it, definitely go over to dradcast.com. We'll have it front and center on our homepage. Check it out. Uh, we had a lot of fun putting it together. Uh, big props to Rami who uh, did all the producing and, and slicing and dicing and made a really cool product for us.
2: It was a blast making that thing, dude.
0: <laughs> it was. It was a lot of fun. Um, so I think that is most of the house cleaning. Got the information out of the way. So now it is time to to dive right in. Would you agree?
2: Let's do this.
0: Cool. So I, our host today is the infamous. You all know him. Does he really need an introduction? I'll give him one, anyways. Corey Miller, founder of iThemes. So, Corey actually hosted the very first episode of the Dradcast, episode number one, uh, back on January 24, 2013. You mentioned back in January, Dre. So, it was two years, nine months ago. Almost, you know, creeping up on three years ago. So, Corey, welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, thanks, guys. Good to be back with you guys.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So, it's actually, I did the math using a computer. <laughs> <laughs> And it's been one thousand twenty-nine days since you were on our show last. Wow. It it's been too seem, long. It does not even looking at that date, it That's doesn't great. feel like it's that long ago. You know what I mean? Like twenty thirteen doesn't feel like it's that long ago. Uh-huh. And it's almost three years ago, which is pretty insane. So I'm uh, really excited to kind of, you know, circle back and, and you know, come back to our to where we started, which was we had Corey on the show, it was episode one. This is the first episode of season three. So we're really excited to get you back um what have you been up to it's been a couple of years now i'm sure a lot of things have changed professionally personally what's what's new in Corey miller's life
1: absolutely when you said that date uh that was five days before my first uh child was born
0: wow oh i so, had no idea it was that close
1: <laughs> he turns three uh january 29th so awesome. man uh uh i've had uh, a son named callaway obviously five days after the show there and then in between now uh Friday, we celebrated the one-year birthday of our baby uh, girl, Lillian. So I've had two kids in in the time in the show span. Awesome. No, so make great. sure I come back more often so that I'm not having any more kids. Stuff. You know, <laughs> yes. <kids and> stuff.
2: <laughs> you, know you, you need a bigger television, Corey. That that usually helps too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I don't you know go. if if
0: um, I, I, one I don't get I don't I don't get that joke. I think that went over my head.
2: Did
1: I? I finally got it. Yeah. Hey, so Yeah. That yeah, comes geez. from years of experience.
2: <laughs> yeah. F- five kids later. Uh, that was the only thing that uh, helped me uh, kind of figure it out was buy a bigger television.
0: Buy <laughs> a bigger television.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: So the, the one thing I don't think I realized, I don't, one, I didn't know. I knew your wife was pregnant at the time. I don't think I knew she was that close. So you were, you were on standby. You were on notice to do, like right in the middle of the show. Go, guys, I got to go. It's, it's go goes. time.
1: Yeah, so we, you know, the original due date was like February 5th, and so um, we had to go in for uh, not an emergency C-section, but it was a plan that she needed to go ahead and have uh, have a little Callaway. So yeah, five days later, that's crazy, just kind of thinking back yeah. about the last three years.
0: That is that is wild. So obviously on the on, on your personal, personal side, a lot has changed.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you
0: now have a, a nice, uh, a very healthy family, which is great to hear. What about on the professional side? How's iThemes doing?
1: It's going great. I just uh, sometimes have to pinch myself. Um, every time I say this, I, I, I feel it more and more, but we've got the, the best team I've ever had and um, just amazing team. Uh, last month we got to spend a month, um, my family and I, in Portugal. We lived there, worked, played, yep. and uh, that's a reflection of the team here, um, just being able to do great work uh autonomously for the most part Mm -hmm. and uh so the team's grown some and we've added some people i'm trying to think in the last three years um by and large our team now has been here over four to five years but uh we've added some new people like aaron campbell one of the core contributors for wordpress i think he led 3.6 if my memory recalls or co-led that particular release but uh you know things like uh, iTheme Sync was just now coming out back three years ago when we were talking iThemes Exchange, our e-commerce plugin, um, and then we uh, we acquired a, a plugin um, formerly known as Better WP Security, now now known as iThemes Security. So, product-wise, team-wise, we've we've grown a little bit. Try not to grow too crazy. Uh, as you guys over at Web Dev can can, can attest to, uh, trying to keep some sanity to the whole thing. But I just kind of pinch myself, going, "I've just got the best job on the planet." Finally found after you know twenty years of working and testing out different things that I've just got a great job that I love. And so trying to make sure we're always, you know, how technology changes, mm-hmm. just trying to stay ahead of uh, of the pace and uh, lead our customers and as as much as we can um, in WordPress too.
0: Yeah, it's 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 very cool to see iThemes where you guys are at. I mean, I you know obviously we have a long history. We've been friends for a number of years, um, as as well as I've been friends with many of the the people that are at iThemes, um, including Matt Daner, and mm-hmm. uh, who's, who's a pretty awesome guy. So um, it's been neat to see the growth over the years and just the the, the cool uh, you know company and culture that you've uh, built. Um, and that doesn't come easy. You know, um, I think a lot of people look at companies like iTeams and, and maybe take it for granted of, of what it means to build a company, um, that has that culture and that closeness where, you know, it, it, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but just outside looking in and just knowing some of you guys to talk with you, it really feels like, um, that, you know, it is a family over there and that people, you know, are absolutely passionate about what they're doing and really enjoying what they're doing. It's not a, it's not a grind to come in on Monday morning. Uh, yeah it seems like you guys are having a lot of fun
1: you know just like families though uh we got our uh, dirty laundry we got our ups and downs oh, yeah. uh we've had our fights and stuff uh, but overall that's how we try to approach is like we want to uh, enjoy the people we work with we want to enjoy and like the people that we serve to our customers and uh gosh it just feels like you know uh a, a heavy dose of this is just luck brad i mean just kind of um, wanting to, the simple formula of people we like, people we enjoy to be around, and that do good work, and kind of dialing that in. But um, we have a lot of fun together. I call it elbow time. So, like, you know, the biggest thing I think has contributed to our particular culture, and I know ours is going to be different from web dev and whoever else out there, automatic, 10 up, you know. Um, Pippin's thing it's all going to be different but for us um, I think how we built culture or just that kind of camaraderie you know is the word we probably use more than culture oftentimes is uh, elbow time like we try to we have about 10 of our people are remote and the other 14 or 15 are actually uh, coming into the office on a regular basis and so we try to get together and just like rub elbows you know um, we do that by playing video games eating together traveling together um, I try to travel with some team member every time I, you know, get asked to speak to a, at a WordCamp or, or whatever, um, just to kind of spend time, just you know, getting to know each other. Because I think when um, everything hits the fan, um, you know, just really enjoying that person and understanding that person means uh, you're going to fight for that person. Uh, so that's why I kind of pinch myself. I think one day, you know, try to do good things, but I can't take all the credit. Of course, you talked about Matt Danner, Christine, on our team have led the way culturally about our values and stuff. But um, you wake up one day and you go, "This is a good thing. I want to keep doing this for as long as I possibly can."
2: Yeah, you know what? No, go ahead, Drew. Uh What caught my attention, and and you know, it's that level of transparency. Hey, we've we've got dirty laundry. We have stuff we deal with, like. The company that says, "Hey, we're 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 experiencing all these successes without some of those uh, difficulties and, and and friction, which which happens as especially as you're starting to rub elbows and, and build that camaraderie, um, you know, they're lying, right? Like it just doesn't yeah. happen. One comes with the other, um, and you got to get through those things, those maybe those small failures or or levels of um, uh, uh, of frustration and friction to get to that that success level. So that I appreciate that, Corey. That shows." Um, that shows that you care, and you're. It's important to kind of see both sides of the thing um, uh, while you're building it. So good, good, good on you, man. It's been cool to watch you guys grow up to where you're at today.
1: Well, diddle, you guys are at WebDev now, Dre. You, you being part of the partnership team over there, it's been pretty cool. Some of my favorite people on Earth are at WebDev, and so you know, it's kind of funny when you talk about like I think our first instinct is to, like, just share good stuff. Oh, man, I'm yep. just doing the best. and But all three of us have, have been through hard, hard, tough, crappy mm-hmm. times in business. and um, But to be able to say there's two sides to the coin, it's just, you know, I, I just don't like living a facade, you know, some <laughs> yep. kind of, like, false life because it breeds uh, false, you know, false things and jealousy and envy that – you know, oftentimes you're like, oh, wow, there's another story, you know, part of that story that uh, the struggle instead of just, the, you know, the the success. Yep. So.
0: Yeah, it's never as, as easy, I think, as it looks from the outside. You know, like you said, <laughs> most people share the successes, they don't share the struggles. Um, and, you know, I, I guess, you know, I can understand that in some, some sense. But yeah, I, I completely agree. Like there's everyone that's built anything, any type of a a startup or a company or anything they've really been passionate about even if it's not really business related there's always going to be
2: struggles to get there right and a lot of that is overlooked um, so it is great to hear people talking about that stuff um, i often relate that those types of things uh, back to jujitsu which i do often these days i have three years training now but you go and compete you get on the mat and you win awesome you get onto the podium that's great but how do you get there it's it's from training hard it's from continual the continually falling Right, and and understanding that you need to learn how to get back up. So when I get out there on the mat, yeah, and I go and I go train, um, and then I go get uh, get into a competition, and I lose, I call it learning. Right. So you win and you learn. There is no losing. You're always taking something from that, and and putting yourself into a position to be more successful down the road. Um, I think that's a good good way to look at things. There's there's always going to be those failures that lead you to better a better understanding of what, what success should look like.
0: Yeah, and you guys are, I mean, you guys are killing it. Definitely the definition of success, uh, even through some of the struggles. I just I just have this, like, mental image of, like, Corey and Matt and Chrissy and others just kind of everyday dance around the office, like, Turn down for what? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: All the time. Every day, time. period. You
0: know? Every time a sale comes in, right? They're just like, Turn down for what? What?
2: cha-ching i have seen i've seen Corey dance he, he can cut some rug man, oh, man. really i i think i need to see that nobody
1: wants to see that oh
0: everybody <laughs> wants to see that and that needs to happen so uh, maybe we'll get to that uh, at WordCamp camp us which i think we're going to touch on here
1: absolutely
0: so let's do it gentlemen i think it is time to move on to this week's pressing topics stand by
1: Pressing Topics
0: of the Week. And you're on. Oh, the new bumpers. I'm loving them. We got some fun topics this week, I think. Uh, we mentioned, just made a mention of WordCamp US, so why don't we go ahead and start right there. WordCamp US, the first WordCamp, the inaugural WordCamp US, is happening. Um, and it's happening very soon, December 4th through the 6th of this year. We're talking less than a month in Philadelphia, my city. Uh, will be the inaugural WordCamp US. This is uh, looking to be the largest WordCamp ever. Um, we're estimating around 2,000 attendees. Um, this is also kind of the replacement for the the WordCamp San Francisco, so which was kind of like the the big, even though it's just called WordCamp San Francisco. It's it wasn't just kind of focused on local. It was like the big uh, WordCamp of the year, if you aren't familiar. This is a who's who event. Everybody in the WordPress space goes. This is the event you need to be at. So I'm super excited. I'm one of the cool organizers. I've been helping out. Um, it's 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 exciting. What, what do you think, guys? You both
2: going to make it to the event? Absolutely. Yep, I will be there for sure. I'll be flying out uh, Thursday before the event. I mean, geez, we've been seeing these, uh, these pretty large-scale events for the entire community. It's a little bit different. Uh, a, a little bit different type of animal with with San Francisco over the years. Um, you know, I think that uh, they they took a lot of um, a, a big cue from what WordCamp Europe's done. They really paved the way, I think, to bring together all of the the European nations and WordPressers together. Uh, now making this WordCamp uh, US, it, it's I think it's going to be insane. You're talking about 2,000 people. That's I mean that's that's unprecedented when you're talking about uh, WordPress and the community and the events that we've built over the years as WordCamps, I, I, I don't think I could miss this, man. It's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, we put, uh, you know, last year we had taken kind of a hiatus from going to WordCamp San Francisco, and we went back and we said, okay, every year we are got to go. Well, now being WordCamp US, um, you know, it's it's a must-attend event, especially if you live in uh, North America. Um, you know, the, the biggest reason why we want to go is because we get to see friends mm-hmm. and make new friends. And when I look over the uh, attendee list and who's you know going to be there, um, it 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 is the influencers in the WordPress community, yeah. and so you know the networking that you can do. I know I know Dre's got a specific story. I've heard it before about going to WordCamps and helping build his business, um, networking, the learning. Um, I'm always interested in the state of the word from Matt. Definitely. Uh, i like he's always got some interesting tidbit that just like, <laughs> you know, if I was like you guys at Web Dev, I'd be like, I'm, ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that, I'm gonna steal it, and I'm gonna share that particular stat or quote with clients. Mm-hmm. And then the last yeah, reason I think is, yeah, that presentation is always so awesome. It gets me ex- uh, excited about WordPress even more. And I think you know, getting involved. This is the you know WordCamp to go to. We tried to go to WordCamp uh, Europe last year; it didn't work out for us. But um, this one, especially with our good friends uh, uh, Brad uh, <laughs> hosting, I think it's going to be a fun time. Oh, it's going
0: to be a fun time, all right! I'm really excited. I mean, it's um, you know I, I certainly agree with everything you guys are saying. The the, the size of the event is going to be really cool. I think um, it's at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. I mean, it's it's the legit place for big conferences, and I kind of feel like. Um, This is breaking out of that, Um, I think it's helping break it out of the idea that these, you know, the the camps are, some of the camps are smaller and more focused, which is awesome for those communities and perfect, but having a more, a larger event that's more, you know, kind of, uh, you know, North America, WordCamp US focused, um, I think the community needed something like this, you know, the San Francisco thing was a bit confusing, even how I had to just explain it, like, well, it was San Francisco, but it really was a bigger thing, like a lot of people coming in probably had no clue. Right, unless they did a lot of research, they probably had no idea it was that type of an event. Um, I think this makes it very crystal clear. This is the event, right? Like you said, if you're in North America, I'm really excited it's on the East Coast, uh, primarily because I think it helps a lot of people overseas come, make it a little bit easier. Rather than, you know, a hop from, you know, London to, to Philly is about the same from Philly out, you know, out west. So um, that, that basically cuts their, their travel time in half. So I think we're going to have a pretty big. Um, Attendees, or a lot of attendees from you know from overseas, which is exciting. It's always fun to kind of talk with people in the WordPress space that are in you know Europe and, and Africa and, and Asia, and some different areas, and understand some of their challenges and, and experiences with WordPress. So, um, the I don't know if you guys checked out the schedule. Looked at some of the uh, presentations. It's 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 pretty legit. I mean, there's a pretty amazing schedule going on. You guys seen that at all?
2: Yeah, I think that. Uh, geez, I mean, they, they're going. Um going full bore here uh with this and i think what's exciting about it uh, and we could talk about the the um the schedule a bit but also that they've aligned it with the the community summit which we could talk about just a second i think that's that's um that's digging even deeper into kind of like the 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 folks that are influencing and and really uh uh, helping drive the growth of uh, wordpress from a from a code perspective and and the strategy behind it so very very interesting altogether. Yeah, I
0: mean, the so it's going with a three-track setup, which is an, a, an extra track. San Francisco is generally two, so we have three tracks, which is great. Um, one of them is going to feature a lot of kind of lightning rounds, um, which is always, I really like lightning talks because it's like, it's quick, it's to the point, and if it interests you, you get just enough to kind of go off and learn a little bit more, and if it doesn't interest you, it's quick. <laughs> Move on to the next one you know so i mean that's why i like lightning talks it's like just give me the meat in five minutes and then if i'm interested then i have the the ammo to kind of go do a little bit more research and if i'm not interested all right it'll be over in a few minutes you know
1: so uh, yeah just looking over the schedule or really the speakers list i mean it's just it's just it is definitely stacked with great stuff and i love those lightning talks just scanning some of the topics i was like wow i'm gonna have a hard time making sure i'm i'm at you know, at a particular time, and not in the hallway catching up with somebody that I haven't seen in a long time.
0: Yeah, that can, that can be the challenge because the hallway is, you know, for, for us as kind of business um, owners in the WordPress space, as important, if not maybe more, than some of the, the presentations, you know, um, mm-hmm. to have those conversations. Like you said, the networking side of it is huge at these events. Um, the, during the day and, you know, in the evening, it's, it's. I mean, that's where relationships are made, you know, deals are, are made um, it's pretty cool. One thing I don't know if you guys picked up on, which um, I will see how it goes, is the state of the word is the very last presentation on the, on Saturday, the last day, or the last official day. There is a contributor day on Sunday, but the last day with presentations, um, five p.m. on 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 Saturday.
2: So um, it's probably guaranteed to keep everybody there to the end of the event. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah, that certainly helps. That's always a packed house uh, uh, discussion. Um, I'm not sure how the venue is now, but um, historically there in uh, San Francisco, I mean, standing room only, two floors. uh, They'd they'd have uh, Matt speaking in one, and in the other, they'd have him up on the screen. It was crazy, so they should be good.
0: Yeah, so there are plenty of tickets available if you can make it. And again, it's December 4th and 6th in Philadelphia. Uh, Again, less than a month away. Um, if you can't make it, they will be live streaming the entire event, so you can go ahead and buy a live streaming ticket. Um, it's actually a lot of fun. One year I did the live stream at WordCamp San Fran. I kind of did the whole. I just wasn't able to make it, so I got the live stream. I went out for lunch and got barbecue. I kind of made my own little WordCamp in my living room. Um, but it, it's pretty. Live stream tickets are ten bucks. Um, if you want to get a T-shirt, it's twenty dollars. I mean that's a ridiculous price. If you're going to attend the event, it's forty dollars. Um, definitely, it is not to be missed. Whether you watch it live streaming it or whether you attend, um, I highly recommend it. It's going to be a lot of fun.
2: You know, I think it, it, it's kind of telling. Uh, you know, the kind of graduation from San Francisco and that uh, that event as it's grown and it's become kind of the the WordPress event for influencers in turn. That's uh, in terms of it being sponsored by the overall foundation and, and the community. Now heading into WordCamp US, I mean, WordPress is now powered. Powering twenty-five percent of the internet. It's it's reached that mark. Uh it's it's still showing some signs of growth there. That's that's a crazy amount. I mean, there's been a couple articles released on this lately. Where do, where does it stop? Does WordPress continue to grow beyond that 25%? Does it reach 30? Does it reach fifty? Does it taper off? what's your guys' sense of this all?
1: You know, it feels like every time, you know, I'm at a WordCamp or some setting where we're talking with other, you know, WordPress users. Somebody will invariably go. So when is WordPress going to plateau or decline? Yep. And uh, you know, it feels like it's like it's still this this rocket ship just kind of taking off. And every time I see a new number like this, twenty five percent of the web, it's a bragging point, honestly, for me. You know, when I go and talk and say we we build software for uh, the software that powers twenty five percent of the web. One out of four sites you can probably bank on being powered by WordPress under the hood. Um, I was in, like I said, was in Portugal last month, and we're we're taking a cooking class, and uh, the guy asked what I do, and I say, you know, the typical thing, I do WordPress, you know, plugins and themes, and and uh, he goes, well, our site's built on WordPress, so I was like, well, can I l- take a look? And uh, so you know, it's just it's just interesting how prolific the software is, and I think that's a testament of how good the software is.
0: Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty staggering. It will plateau at some point. When? Who knows? Because it keeps going up. So I'm not going to say anytime soon. But at some point, it will. I mean, just looking at some of these stats out there. If you January 1st, 2011, WordPress powered 13.1 um, percent, and that was almost just shy of five years ago. Um, in January, it will be five years. Uh, so if you think about that, and by January it might be almost double that number you know so we might have doubled in five years it might have doubled its its actual uh, uh, user base in terms of number of sites running which is crazy um, it's really cool because i don't think the internet has really ever seen a platform like this that has dominated um, that market share now there's been technologies that have things like flash java but as a platform um, you know we haven't seen this before this is really unprecedented so It'll be interesting to see 5, 10, 15 years from now where WordPress is at. In the short term, it's going to keep growing. But the long term, 10, 15, 20 years, who knows? Like, it's just, it's never been done before. It's never had, the, nothing's had this much of a market share. So um, it is is—it is yet to be seen. I'm very, very interested to see where WordPress is at in another in a decade from now.
2: Well, think of, think of how the Internet's broken down in terms of, uh, you know, static websites and platforms that have kind of these, 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 um, these wizards to make their own websites and such. You know, WordPress is powering 25% of all websites. But I think the number that's telling to me is that websites out there with content management systems, the ability to come in and, and um, you know, change content on your site and to manage that whole experience, it powers almost 60%. So it's, it's a 58-plus you know, uh, percent of all websites uh, with content management systems live today are ran by WordPress. That, that's just – that's pretty sick, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, to court to your point, Corey, I think the biggest, the biggest thing that comes out of this is now people can say one in four websites is powered by WordPress. I mean, that is an a extremely strong statement, a very short to the point statement that is very strong that anybody in the WordPress space can use. Um, and back it up with facts, and it's—I mean, it's—it's it's just it's, you know staggering thinking about what that means. One in four websites is now powered by WordPress.
1: It's crazy. It's crazy. This, yeah, absolutely. And this is just a nice number uh, to kind of represent the the pride and the respect we have for WordPress because all of us, all three of us, were doing something vastly different seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, iThemes turns eight in January. I've been doing this for eight years. In WordPress, WordPress fundamentally changed my life, and to you know you see these stats that it's still going strong it's a great time to be in WordPress. I love what my friends that have enterprise service agencies the kind of work they're doing when you throw out some very big names from Starbucks to uh, you know Disney to all these different places you think are are using WordPress embracing wordpress it's a good time to be here, but this software that changed my life, Dre's life, and your life, Brad, I mean, just, it, it's pretty incredible. So, I, I, you know, to see the numbers continue to go up is just a testament to how solid this platform is and uh, has the opportunity to change and lead the web. Yeah, I
0: think Chris Lemma wrote a very interesting article um, when the news came out that we've kind of officially hit that 25% mark um, in the the post is called 25% market share for WordPress won't buy the credibility we want. Um, and Chris is, Chris is kind of the the overall point of the article is how WordPress, yes, WordPress powers a quarter of the Internet, uh, but it is has barely uh, scraped the service of the enterprise space. Mm-hmm. Um, it is used in enterprise, but it's not seen as a true competitor in the enterprise space and how we can work to change that perception in some of the areas that the enterprise space you know, uh, needs or wants that WordPress kind of lacks in. Uh,
2: Dude, that, that 25% number is like a, like a college degree, man. It's an entrance. It's, it's a, it's a way to open the door to come in there, but you got to sell yourself when you're going into that interview, right? That's a great resume piece, mm-hmm. but you got to come in there and really uh, show how you can scale, how you can be a valuable, um, solution to that, that open position, Right. You've got to come in there and show that you have the ability to be uh, of business value long term. And that's on us to go out there and show these enterprise, um, these companies and these folks with that need. Um, that, that we are a valuable player, that WordPress is a valuable player in that space, whether it's, you know, reservation systems to like what Chris speaks here, w- w- workflow systems. Do we know that it can scale to these things? Can WordPress become that? It is a framework to become these things. But if we're not in there showing people a- and actually validating that, it's, it's, it's going to be challenging to just use that that uh, that 25% market share number as a, as a credibility piece. Yeah, I mean, I, I
0: I couldn't agree more. I think it is an educational... Um, slash kind of sales um, challenge, right? The educational piece is, is exactly what it boils down to, is educating the enterprise space um, using, you know, like you said, get your foot in the door with, with numbers like that and then, you know, speak to these points, things like content creation workflow and and document and image management. Um, these are big things. These are things that not only enterprise needs, but also, you know, complex sites that maybe aren't enterprise level are still very complex, Uh, There are ways to do this in WordPress all day long, you know. So it's really a matter of kind of pitching what you can and can't do for that company um, in the enterprise space and get them to seriously look at WordPress. Hopefully this does open their eyes a little bit like, hey, WordPress is here. It's not going anywhere. Um, And the more examples of the enterprise um, really um, grasping WordPress that people can show off, uh, the better. You know, all these other companies are doing it just fine. Like it is enterprise level software if you know what you're doing.
2: This, this is an open source issue right it's not just a WordPress problem um, you know it, when you look at these proprietary systems with a huge um, sales force and and, and kind of corporate integration meaning they've got that network of folks they've got that in to bring in their software uh, that's that's how those were initially validated in most cases where WordPress is coming in through you know the, the channel is completely different we're not uh, we're not a company in terms of WordPress and hey we've got the sales force to come do that it's it's, it's these agencies, it's these, uh, the, the theme shops, it's, it's these plug-in um, uh, authors. We're all trying to get into this place, um, so it's very segmented compared to the traditional kind of um, software company that's got this, this solution for the enterprise, right? So it's a very different entrance into that market.
1: Hey, you look at you know enterprise that we've been talking about now, and you guys obviously know that a heck of a lot better than I do, but what a great opportunity there you know, when we talk in, in comparison to the the growth numbers for WordPress. And then I think about uh, mobile opportunities that are still expanding, and I know some of the, the back-end infrastructure with, with uh, WordPress, with the REST API that opens up all kinds of opportunities that, you know, I, I can't even fathom personally. Uh, and then uh, the third is the multilingual stuff that I know Matt hit, uh, Mullenweg hit at uh, WordPress. WordCamp uh, San Francisco last year. Um, all those are awesome opportunities to say, man, WordPress has so much more opportunities, so much more leg room to go to really expand and do some great work that it's done from, you know, if, if you can think about uh, a mommy blogger down here using WordPress all the way up to a Microsoft, a Starbucks, or something like that using that software. And then some some different language Uh, that's not English speaking, Uh, being able to use WordPress is just incredible, and it shows the the power that, you know, the opportunity that's still left for WordPress to get into.
0: It's going to keep on growing, at least for the foreseeable future, that is for sure. Put it in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, speaking of growth and maybe growing a little too big... Um, there's a lot of speculation that we might be entering a new tech bubble uh, and, and already be in a tech bubble that is a, potentially going to pop. Uh, so maybe uh, some of our listeners remember or probably a lot of our listeners remember the tech bubble in the early 2000s. Um, you know, companies just dumping t- ridiculous amounts of money into the web. The web is still very new. People are still trying to figure out how to utilize it, what you, how you could make money, where you could make money. Um, It doesn't seem like that long ago, but, I mean, the Internet in 2000 was very, uh, uh, you know, just wasn't very advanced. Um, People just didn't know how to make money, but they knew there was money to be made. Um, That eventually collapsed, um, and many, many, many uh, tech startups went out of business. Um, There was something like, I think in the Super Bowl of 2000 2000, I think it was 2000, there were seven or eight tech startups that ran an ad, you know, $2 million a pop. And I think there's maybe one or two of those companies still left today. Um, most of them went out of business, um, you know, so that's the kind of money and spending that, that was happening back then. So kind of fast forward to today, there's a lot of concerns that we might be in that bubble. We hear about how, you know, this startup's worth 10 billion, that startup's worth 20 billion, and but they're not making, you know, any money. Um, and you just kind of scratch your head like, what the hell? Why is it worth 10 billion if they're not making any money? Um some of the news that is coming out this week, there's there's a couple IPOs that are happening. One's for Square, um, and one is for Match.com, or the parent company of Match.com, which actually owns a lot of different dating sites like Tinder, um, Plenty of Fish, uh, OkCupid, all owned by Match, which I didn't even know. Um, but they are actually going to uh, their IPOs are happening this week. Actually, the day this show comes out on Thursday, um, and there's a lot of speculation that they might um, they might come out and be a bit of a dud, which could put a serious uh, uh, dampening on other companies that are looking to go public, like Uber, that people are expecting to do very well. If these come out and basically are a bust, what does that mean for the tech industry? So I thought it'd be fun to kind of chat about this, especially having uh, you know Corey Miller, the, the entrepreneur. Uh, what are your thoughts? Is this are we in a tech bubble? Is this going to blow up in our face?
1: <laughs> so uh, my disclaimer is: it, is uh, everything I know about Silicon Valley I learned from watching. Silicon Valley. Uh, so you know, you never want to. So you're down, obviously an expert. You, you never want a down round. Um, you know, it's upward spiraling devaluation. I'm just, I'm just sharing quotes from Silicon Valley. Uh, <laughs> no, it. It, it, in all seriousness, um, you know those things. Uh, I, I don't understand that top level like VC stuff. Uh, you know, just like you guys been bootstrap. Uh, what I know to be now, I got a little angel money maybe in the very first time uh, enough to get me, you know, to be able to to quit my job. But to see these things, you know, you hope that smart people have learned from the past and are not, you know, going to make the same mistakes again. But, you know, these companies are are kind of like the industry standard examples of the cool stuff that can happen in technology. And so – you know, a tech bubble—you never like to hear that kind of stuff because you—you you think worry and that money will get withdrawn from some of those. Um, really cool tech startups but um, I'm hoping that you know we've learned from the past and that uh, there may be need you know need to be some kind of a reset some of the valuations I see I just go I just don't understand where they do their math like I learned math in Oklahoma and and and, uh, I think I'm a relatively smart guy uh, but I'm like how in the world do they do these type of of numbers there's got to be some
0: um, Snapchat being valued at 16 billion dollars
1: <laughs> and i try to keep on the edge of like technology but at work camp dallas the uh, dfw the guys were doing having fun we had our whole team there and they started using snapchat and i was like okay i've got to figure out what snapchat is and i was just like this is crazy okay so the first question i always ask is how are they going to make money again uh how, you know so
0: that's the question twitter is still asking
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Like Snapchat, there, you know, there's an article on uh, the money section of CNN, which is pretty interesting. And basically, the uh, the mutual fund firm Fidelity has essentially marked down uh, Snapchat's value. Um, it was around the sixteen billion dollar range. Um, they think that was a bit overvalued, um, and they're marking that down um, by about twenty five percent, based on you know initial estimates. So that's huge. I mean, you know, twenty five percent of sixteen billion is a lot of money. Um, and if you're overvalued by that much, um, that is concern. Uh, you know, like, I agree. Some of these valuations are crazy. And, and it does make me worry that we might be on the verge of a bubble just because there is so much money being dumped into to mostly unproven, um, you know, unproven uh, sales channels. Like you said, how are you going to make money?
2: Well, I mean, geez, look at Dropbox. 2014, it was valued at, you know, $10 billion. Fidelity dropped them. I think it was like 31%. They were about to IPO or had plans on it. They've kind of sat back and went, well, wait a second. Uh, so they've dropped that down. But the numbers are a bit telling over the last probably, t- excuse me, 24 months. You look at um, uh, somewhere no- around November 2013, there was about uh, close to 40 startups that, that had, a, uh, had been uh, uh, put at a, that 1000000000 billion uh, pre-flotation mark uh, over the last you know, decade. So 39 of them over a billion. Google and Amazon uh, were worth nowhere near a billion before their IPOs. Today, we're talking over 82 companies over that 1000000000 billion pre-IPO uh, money mark in the U.S. alone, 125 worldwide. So that's a big increase over like two years. I mean, how, how many of them are really worth that number? And I think we're starting to see um, investors kind of starting to sit back. Oh, wait a second. Here, here we are again. This looks really familiar.
1: And, and, you know, I think part of this, it's always cool. We love talking about this. We love the technologies that these companies provide. But then you think about web dev, you know, six, seven years ago. um, And I'm trying to think back, Brad, how long it's been, maybe eight eight or nine years ago for you guys.
0: We were, yeah, right around. I mean, 2008 was when we, you know, went full steam ahead.
1: So we got the same kind of, uh, you know, uh history there and so you know now web dev over i can't even last time i checked with you guys i think you were like 30 or 35 people that you guys are job creators and look about Dre's history same story uh uh, before joining uh uh, web dev being able to create this many jobs that didn't exist before they started that company same thing with iThemes and i think some of these you know, maybe if there was one positive about a potential bubble, it would be, I would hope people would say, look at these cool companies that don't have a billion dollar, you know, valuation, but are creating jobs that didn't exist six, seven years ago. And I hope there's kind of a return to the focus of like, you know, I joke about everything I know I watched on, you know, Silicon Valley, but it's because I didn't know anything. You know, all I want to do is start a, start a, a business and be able to grow it. And uh, But I believe that our companies are the job creators, the ones that are actually building some cool stuff. Yeah. And so I think sometimes that focus gets put on the glamour of these big unicorns or whatever they're called, you know, the billion-dollar things. Right and it gets – yeah, taking the focus off of hardworking entrepreneurs building some real value that's sustainable for, for the future. Not that I don't want the drop boxes and the uh, – I, I hesitate to say Snapchat. But I mean, you know, <laughs> some of these other <laughs> tech stuff. But I mean, you know, when I hear of the crowd favorites, the ten ups, the web devs, uh, the i themes, the woo themes, those of the world, I think those are the cool things that I, I, I kind of embrace. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's a great point, and I I, I certainly agree. So to to kind of kind of wrap this up, we will see. So Square is going public on Thursday um, at about a four billion dollar valuation, which the private investors valued it around six billion. Um, the question is: Many feel that Square's, uh, and this is from the Guardian, that Square's IPO could, in hindsight, be seen as a trigger that burst 2.0 tech bubble, that it could wipe billions off the values of the biggest beasts such as Uber that are hoping to follow it down the IPO path. So it I, it sounds like some of this is going to hinge on how well you know Square and Match
2: do this week. Um, definitely you know, interesting. You- you look at a square; it's making money. I mean, let's go mm-hmm. back to Facebook. Everybody was freaking out, right? Like, oh, here we go; we're going public, and it dumped. But if you look at the the, the trends uh, since it started, even over the last say twelve months, man, it's on the up and up. It's 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 increased considerably. So. It's going to be hard to tell. I I look at a moneymaker like Square and and I I see some potential there. Um, I I think that um, that will have a lot more opportunity than Snapchat, at least in the short term. Uh, We will have to uh, see, won't we?
1: Well, you know, Square, just like WordPress has democratized being able to build easy-to-use websites, right? Square, I, I, it's been rare where I've walked into a small business, a shop or something, and haven't they either aren't taking Square or some knockoff version of Square. And yeah. that is incredible. So, you know, I'm rooting for those guys because they've revolutionized the way that small business, an independent contractor, you know, someone that makes jewelry or something can be able to – process their payments easily and so I, I'll, I'll be rooting for them for a higher valuation because you just see the results of what they're able to do yeah. uh, versus something like maybe a snapchat and exactly. they
0: make it easy for us right i mean i can go Absolutely. and swipe my card when before maybe it was cash only
2: and i never have cash so that would have been the end of that
1: <laughs> <Yep>.
2: <laughs> Man, well and we all we all uh, rise to fame we all die at some point and that seems to be the case for a known brand from about 15 years ago. Do you guys remember the days of Napster and when music was just – all of a sudden, we cha- it, it was changed the way that we were uh, appropriating and reappropriating music, if you will. Uh, Microsoft decided to come out with a brand of their own to be able to send out and then eventually stream music in the name of Zune. It was announced this week that it's dead in the water. It's going away. Did you guys even – Did you guys even know it was still around? Because I sure as hell didn't. Uh,
0: I, you know, I got to be honest. I owned a Zune. I still have it somewhere. And I actually, um, I was a big Zune fan. So the Zune, so there's two sides to this, right? The Zune MP3 player, which is, I think, what most people associate Zune with, came out around 2006. Um, In my opinion, it was a far superior product to the iPods at the time. Um, It was. I mean, it was a very nice polished product. But. Like most things, when somebody already kind of dominates the market, people didn't buy in. Didn't do that well. Um, then they also had the Zune, the music streaming service, which is which was what they just officially shut down. And I, like you, Dre, I had no idea that was still around. I had no idea Zune, the name or brand Zune still existed. Um, but I think it's now knowing that it still existed, I think it's very interesting that Microsoft finally pulled the plug. And they have essentially said not only are we – stopping the service but we're officially
2: retiring the zune brand so there is nothing zune anymore officially what's interesting is microsoft takes a little while because i guess that they revealed back in late 2011 that zune would be discontinued so they took their time <laughs> yeah it's too bad you know
0: it's it's one of those things where i think microsoft is trying to play catch up like everybody else and it just you know they just the market share was already you know dominated by apple like it is in a lot of different areas now so it's hard to get your foot in there but um you know, another one bites the dust. I'm sure they'll come back. They actually have another streaming service, apparently. So they had, you know, good old Microsoft has competing services, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but That's too bad. So Zune will just uh, rest in memory. i have to dig up my old Zune. I'm sure it still works, but uh, I can't even remember what the hard drive on it was. It had to be, I mean, something from 2006, 2007. It couldn't have been that big.
1: I think you should rock the Zune at WordCamp US. Like, have headphones in it and just, there. like... Hip, walking such around a hipster
0: doing that like dude you guys got the yeah. new zune oh you still have
2: iPhones? those things are old <laughs> <laughs> look at this
0: thing it's awesome
2: oh my gosh that hurts <laughs> <laughs> the Zoom, fun times fun times uh, right now for you brad um i don't we haven't talked about it we should because that's kind of huge news is a big congratulations to you and a healthy baby boy my friend
0: yeah thank you. so I had uh my son Lucas Royce Williams was born exactly three weeks ago today so um it's been a lot of fun i I really don't know what day of the week it is or even what time it is, but um I'm awake and talking, so that's good it's uh not a lot of sleep but it's it's fun I mean it's you know it's 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 fun. I'm very excited um you know that it's just you know to have a son it's cool
1: yeah congratulations uh, when you and we found out you and April were pregnant um that, that's a lot of fun yeah and you uh,
0: actually sent us a gift that we really cherished that was um it was kind of a a tip to read each day during the pregnancy and April and I really enjoyed that and we kind of read those tips and and actually learned quite a bit from that so uh thank you uh for sending that over it's it was a really nice uh gift
1: that's our favorite gift but like you know the the joy of a uh child you know having children is is kind of unparalleled having kids like i said three years ago um in, in well into my 30s, I turn 40 next year. So, like having toddlers around uh, and everything, it's it's pretty pretty exciting. So I'm glad we get to like watch on Facebook you, you guys as joy as like something new happens.
0: Yeah, it's it's you know we're still pretty early on, so we're doing a lot of learning. Uh, but everyone's been really great. Got a lot of uh, good friends, including you guys, and a lot of people have been sharing tips and and ideas and stuff. So it's it's gonna be a lot of fun, you know, having a, a son and watching him grow and learn and uh, force them to build websites for me.
2: I'm really looking forward to it. That's what I do. I've I got a little sweatshop going over here with my, it, my whole. Team. Well, yeah, you're so you're
0: building a baseball team over there. It, so. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I
2: already did. That's what's crazy. But no, to your point about learning, it's continual, right? It's not just the learning about how how to be a parent and a good parent and a great parent, right? And to be there for them and on all of those things, but also that balance. Uh, with with family and a growing family, and and you're a business owner, right? Like you're you're at work and you have a lot of responsibilities there, and 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 a product and service to put out. It's it's got to have a you know certain level of awesome to it as well, right? So how do you scale both? What is that balance? How do you find that balance? And I think that um, it's a continual. Uh, movement towards and striving towards, towards uh, being being able to be good at both. It's, it's not easy, certainly. Um, And you got to kind of find that balance.
0: Yeah, please. I, all, any tips you have, I am all ears because I think that's you hear a lot about kind of work life balance, right? But I don't, I haven't heard a lot and maybe it's out there. I just haven't been paying attention, but I haven't heard a lot about a little more specifics around, you know, when you have uh, especially working from home, when you have kids around, when you have babies, infants, toddlers, um you know kind of juggling that as well uh with with work because yeah i am home and right now it's i don't think it's as obvious of a, a balance as it will be uh when he's older and is a toddler and runs around and doesn't understand that you know daddy's working when he's you know when he's in the office or whatever so um how do you guys do it i mean dre you have um you have five awesome daughters uh cory you have uh two awesome kids uh, a little bit younger, um, but how have you, what have you guys been doing, or what works for you to kind of have that nice balance, and still feel like you're, I mean, I certainly, you want to be a part of your family, right, so, what works for you guys?
2: Uh, well, at least from my perspective, it's it's the support system, certainly, um, without Shelly and, and her ability, her abilities, it's just crazy, she's, um, I I, I don't even know how to explain how how brilliant it, it is um, to see her uh, working with the girls and supporting me in, in my business efforts uh, and, and the things that I do. Uh, but uh, to me, that's probably the the the, the biggest um, or the, the the thing that stands out the most is certainly that support system from her. Um, and and you kind of adapt to it, right? Like you you work together to figure out. How, uh, how things are going to work uh, and you try things and sometimes it, it's all right maybe that that didn't work out how we expected and you you kind of keep iterating it's like it's it's like a software development life cycle right you got to keep <laughs> iterating Yeah, <you know? laughs> it, it um and that that seems to be for me that's the, the biggest strong point is, ha- is having that support system and shelly uh being such a great mom
1: yeah for you know for us it's all about alignment you know, Lindsay and I going, OK, what do we want out of life and being very clear about that. Now, we were fortunate that uh, we didn't have kiddos until our, you know, I think it was pretty, pretty well established. And so, you know, my days of working, you know, eighty eighty 80 hours a week, you know, six, seven days a week had kind of, you know, calmed down considerably when we started having kids. Um, but, you know, that's why we, we start businesses is because we want a different kind of life. We don't want any financial cap on the earning potential we want. We want to be able to, for the most part, be our own boss, uh, even though we still have customers and clients, um, but also create the life that we want. And so Lindsay and I talked quite a bit or tried to talk quite a bit frequently in saying, where are we? What do we want? And that adjusting things around that alignment to say, okay, there's going to be a time when our kids have a baseball game, softball game, whatever it is, and being able to make the choice of going this aligns with the life and being able to prepare our business and our life around that. Now, again, I had the opportunity to kind of get our business solidified before having kids. I can't imagine doing both probably like you were doing, Dre, you know, young kids trying to start a business at the same time. Um, but it, it's, it's been so much fun. Like, you know, to say that we were able to live for a month overseas with our kids and kind of just live, you know, work, play, all that kind of stuff, um, was so awesome that we couldn't have done without the business. Um, I have some very good, uh, entrepreneur buddies here in Oklahoma city and, and they're a little bit more along the, the kid, the kid thing than I am. And I always ask them, you know, what are some takeaways? And, One of the biggest ones I heard was kind of not necessarily focused at kids, but it was, you know, in 17, 18 years, my children are going to move out of the house, potentially, hopefully, prayerfully. But then, you know, the nest will be empty. And a lot of my friends told me, you know, some of my older ones said that, you know, don't forget to cherish the relationship you have with your spouse uh, during that time so that when they move out, you're not going, Hey, uh, my name's Corey. What was your name again? And <laughs> having to redate and to pre- not, you know, to be careful not to uh, lose that relationship. So like this, this weekend, Lindsay and I were, or, you know, just yesterday, actually we were talking, we we're like, we need to, to have some us time. And so we're going to, uh, thankfully we have some parents that are going to help us out, but uh be able to kind of get away uh, you know, go get a hotel room, watch some movies, you know, drink probably a little bit too much and just kind of like date and, and, and have fun with each other. That was the one of the biggest takeaways that we've tried to live as we've had kids because like Drake and a test, And now you, Brad, oh, my gosh. Kids are the most energy consuming, you know, sleep deprivation, everything <laughs> uh, bundles. It's, it's crazy, away. man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm definitely getting a a little bit of a taste of that. (laughs) Only three weeks in, but,
2: whew, yeah, I can see. Um, Oh, wait till till you take them over to to, to grandma's house and they get a piece of candy. (laughs) (laughs) Stand by, buddy. Yeah,
0: it's got to be a fun journey, and it's, um, I mean, those are some great tips. I think that's, I mean, like you said, having that support um, from your spouse, uh, both of you, I mean, you kind of, Hit on that, I think that's a, an extremely important one. Understanding that balance, understanding when it's time to kind of disconnect. And, and Corey, I mean, the, the trip that you took over to Portugal, I mean, is it, I mean, it just looked like a lot of fun, and I'm sure it's something you were going to cherish, and, and hopefully your kids will remember, at least the older one maybe a little bit, um, of, of that time together. Um, and, and again, like you said, kind of having our own companies that are a little bit more established is super helpful. Um, because yeah, going into like a brand new startup, um, and I've had friends that have done it and are still doing it. Um, a brand new startup with some some little ones. I, I it's I mean that's an extra, that's got to be an extra challenge, a huge extra challenge, right? So, um, it's it's a cool topic. I mean, it's one that I, I have a feeling we'll talk about again, um, and it's something that maybe people don't talk about enough is how to, how to have that yeah you know, healthy balance between work and life and kids and, and your spouse and you know all that good stuff and how that kind of all relates to to each other because it certainly does um, very cool good, stuff. couldn't agree more all right so what where are we going from here
2: dre well i think i think it's time to head on to our next segment i would love to talk a little bit about today's show sponsor pagely uh, you know the the first WordPress hosting platform, Brad, um, years ago when when this was when they were kicking off. I mean, there wasn't anything like it, right? You had uh, regular hosting platforms, and here comes along Pagely and decides to just concentrate on WordPress. And they started to scale that. Um, you know, over the years there was competitors that came into, into play. Uh, some really good, um, uh, really neat uh, enterprise level services and capabilities came out of that, but they really pioneered the way. Uh, and they're they're continuing to iterate, man. They're continuing to grow. Um, just recently, they dropped a couple new features, which I think is exciting, uh, and it would be really helpful for a lot of people at a lot of different levels, from uh, from the small blogger to to the large company. Uh, one really concentrating on security with two factor authentication, adding an extra layer of security to their uh, to their customer accounts, which is cool. I'm a big fan of that. Um, DNS now they have the ability to manage DNS in house, which is a pretty neat service as well. Uh, folks can automatically route um, user requests to one of the Pagely. Uh, cache nodes, uh, and it, typically the one that's closest to them for faster response time. So they're really taking that uh, hosting capability to the next level. Uh, lastly, and I think a, a really cool piece, is for those folks that don't just need a shared or kind of small uh, WordPress space, they now have uh, virtual private servers, VPSs, uh, with rapid deploy capabilities uh, in-house. So deploying uh, a VPS in nine regions instantly. So they have um, they have some cool stuff. They're scaling, and it's great to see uh, Josh and Sally, um, uh, you know, growing this uh, this cool company with an awesome service and and really reliable hosting platform. So if you haven't checked them out, head over to Pagely p a g e l y dot and uh, check them out if you need some hosting. Oh, all I right, tell you, what, right. and it's it's good to be back. There we, there we go, Chiching, uh, episode one. Of season 3, this is pretty cool, with Corey Miller. Um, I'm glad to have yes, you, Corey. Sir. This is awesome. I, I think uh, we've got one more really cool segment that uh, that we want to throw in today. Um, and it's it's kind of like ESPN's Rapid Fire. We want to talk some quick questions. We want to know everybody's take, if it's legit or we should quit. Do we want to buy it or sell it? So let's rock and roll with a few questions here. I, got, uh,
0: Dre, I got a new sound effect. Oh, uh, Since this is the first time we're doing this, we might as well use it. Okay. Dragcast
2: drag, 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 drag. drag first. Boom. Let's hit cool. it. <laughs> Mind blown. Here we go. We've got a few questions. Corey, we're all going to answer this. I want you shooting off the hip here first at each one of these questions. So the first one is Matt Mullenweg purchased thesis.com and redirected it to themeshaper.com. Themeshaper.com is a the home automatic theme division. Are you, uh, are you buying it? Or are you selling it? Is this legit or should we quit? Legit. Legit. I think it's legit, too. I think it was a very interesting way how he jumped into this whole thing, and it got a little tense, but I say legit.
0: I, I'm i going opposite. I'm going quit. I think it was kind of a, a shady move. I think it's a little bit petty. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and I'm not really sure why he did it other than to give a big middle finger to
2: Mr. Chris Pearson. <laughs> Man, I'm waving at everybody like my middle finger was stuck. How do I wave?
1: (laughs) Okay, wait. Can I revise and say Brad's statement was was legit? (laughs) (laughs) I like it. With that?
2: Let's go to the next one. one. Uh, Point four, the most significant release of WordPress to date. It's got a REST API infrastructure. It is being introduced. Responsive images, 2016 theme, term metadata, and we've got multi-site updates. Is it the most significant release of WordPress? Corey. Legit. Oh,
0: I agree. Legit. I think this is probably the most significant WordPress release to date. I think it's bigger than 3.0. I think it's bigger than 2.7. The amount of features coming in this is ridiculous, not only for developers, but also for users,
2: front-end devs, designers. It's just a very well-rounded release. Best one ever. Garrett, money don't make money. CPTs and that release was the bomb for me. This just took the crown. WordPress 4.4. Legit. I'm going to buy it. Our self-driving cars... The future of transportation. Google self-driving car project has driven over 1 million miles to date. In fact, from my, my recollection, it has not caused a single, single car accident. Human error from the other side of the street has been uh, the cause of any accidents with Google self-driving cars. Out of the streets of Mountain View, California and Austin, Texas, are self-driving cars the future of transportation.
1: Legit. I mean, if you can wipe out, what, 33,000 deaths just in the U.S. alone annually, and also as I commute to work, I can read, do other things, not have to worry about flipping off uh, the people next to me, then I, I think that's definitely legit. They
0: don't flip off in Oklahoma, do they? <laughs> they do.
1: <laughs> I have been flipped off and may have right. filmed the bird
0: i i agree that's legit to me this is the future of transportation we will uh be taking naps reading working in our cars while they take us wherever we want to go i'm lazy driving long distances sucks
2: just take just get me there this is absolutely legit i'm going 100 percent legit but i'm looking for the next level of this when motorcycles become self-driving as well Ooh. <laughs> yeah you might have a little bit longer to wait for that one <laughs> Ah, shucky-ducky. With a little Microsoft action here, they're dropping unlimited OneDrive storage after people use it uh, for unlimited storage. Brad, you wrote that really weird, but I'll take it. Microsoft <laughs> drops unlimited one-drive storage after unscrupulous individuals upload 75 terabytes. That's gangster right there. Like, look, all of my mega gigabytes, son. Instead, <laughs> instead users will now receive one terabyte of storage. Free one-drive storage is also being cut early next year from 15 gig to 5 gig. And the company is also removing its old 100 gigabyte to 200 gigabyte paid plans, replacing them with 50 uh, gigabytes at 199 a month. Should Microsoft be dropping unlimited one-drive storage?
1: I quit. You know, if you're going to you know offer unlimited, you need to back that up. And I think uh, it's a marketing ploy. And so, when you get users in there using that, you know people are going to dump a ton of data into free stuff. So, I, I think it's pretty lame.
0: Yep, absolutely, quit. You can't drop unlimited because people use it for unlimited storage. That's exactly why you gave them unlimited storage. You knew that was going to happen. It's unfortunate that it happened. But not only did they drop unlimited, but reducing the the size of the free from fifteen to five, Google is still fifteen gigs for free. Why are people going
2: to use OneDrive if they can use Google for free with triple the space? Listen, it doesn't we saw make it- any sense. We saw this same thing across some of the, the um, uh, service and product providers in the WordPress space over the last few years. Hey, we've got this unlimited support model, and this is going to be for the life of, of your product license. And all of a sudden, years later, they change it because they found out that their their model sucked. Like, sorry, but you kind of went through and told me I was going to get this. You can't come back and change it later. It's a 100% quit on me. Uh, for sure. So, man, there we go with uh, the first rapid-fire segment on DragCast yeah. 3.0. Holy
1: tough.
2: cow. I like that
0: segment.
2: Man, that was <laughs> awesome. I'm out of breath, but it was great.
1: <laughs> oh, man. We're you back, baby. You guys just didn't ease into it either. Uh, the first question oh, was pretty good. yeah.
0: Get ready. It's happening.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So good. Uh, good stuff. Well, that, that uh, kind of brings our show winding down to the end. Uh, episode one of, of season three, officially episode 82. Uh, Corey, it's been awesome to have you back on. We're uh, really glad we got to uh, have you back, hear about what you've been up to, learn a little bit more about your professional, and personal life, and, and some of the topics. It's been a lot of fun. So thanks for joining us.
1: You bet. Welcome back, guys. Um, to see that your podcast is still going strong, I kind of laugh every time I say, DRAD. <laughs> I, I still kind of laugh but man you guys are uh, legit if i could say that and then i uh, keep doing what you're doing it's cool stuff
0: oh uh, yeah so what, uh, why don't you throw a little plug in there where can people find you what uh what do you got going on websites twitter any events you're going to that you want to make sure people can find you at
1: so the two events I'm going to that I have on the counter currently are of course WordCamp US and then Pressonomics uh in the in March. And so you if you're if you do commercial stuff with WordPress, you want to be at Pressonomics. That's a great, great event. And then uh on Twitter you can find me at coreymiller Miller three zero three. It's kind of an AOL screen name, a kind of a throwback. And uh of course iThemes.com for the work we do and CoreyMiller.com dot com where I blog very maybe once or twice a year.
2: Corey, it's a true pleasure and an honor, sir, uh, to lead off the new uh, season with you. Um, we need to get you back in uh, b- before next season for sure. But uh, but again, very grateful to have you on board, sir. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Hey, for the Rad and Dread, I'm the Doctor. Join us next week for episode 83. Guys, Dragcast.com. Here we are uh, again. Uh, don't forget it. Um, man, we can even talk about it at the water cooler. Have a good one, folks. Do it. Thanks for listening. If you have content for the show, want to submit to be a guest host, or just want to listen to previous shows, visit Dradcast.com. While you're there, make sure you click the
0: iTunes subscribe link to catch us on iTunes. Don't forget to follow at Dradcast on Twitter. Join Brad and Dre for a new guest host next time on another episode of the Dradcast.